Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Welcome to Storytime, the holy grail of great stories from around the interwebs, produced by iHeartRadio and Collab. I am your host, Will Brittlebones McFadden. And we're doing things a little different this episode because today we are listening to stories sent in by you. That's right. It is our very first Listener Tales episode. All the stories today were recorded by real-life fable babies and sent in to storytime at collab.inc. So, if this episode sucks, you have no one to blame but yourselves. Oh my god, what? What is it? Hi honey, sorry to bother you. Oh, you're making a pot again. Yes, mother, I'm recording right now. Didn't you see the sock on the door? Yeah, I saw it and I ignored it. Oh, are your stable babies listening? Fable babies, mom. Not stable. Fable. Because stories are fables and they're my babies, okay? So they're called fable babies. That's what my fans are called. And no, they're not listening right now because this isn't live. You know, if you started a podcast about horses, you could call those fans stable babies. I'm not going to start a podcast about horses. What are you doing in here? What do you want? What kind of a breakfast casserole would you like? I know how you love a good breakfast, Cassie. That's true. I do. I do love a good breakfast, Cassie. I can do a baked bean casserole, mm. a clam chowder casserole, mm. or a tater tot casserole. Mm, yes, that's the one. Okay. Love you, Cookie. Love you too, Fable Babies. They're not listening right now. Okay, never mind. Let me tell you, my mother and I do not see eye to eye on a lot of things like the color yellow, the way velvet feels, my ex-wife Sheila. 
But the one thing we can always agree on is the tasty splendor that is a piping hot tater tot casserole. And, of course, Her Canadian Majesty, the Queen Celine. All right, let's jump back into the episode. I could not be more excited to share these five incredible tales from five of my closest friends. Well, acquaintances. Okay, fine. Complete strangers. But on the internet, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet, right? So after we listen to these stories, we're all basically, we're best friends. That's how it works, okay? Great. Let's jump in with our first tale from a fine fellow named Jason, who is a huge fan of fish. And I'm not talking about the ones there are plenty of in the sea. Quick trigger warning slash spoiler alert. This episode does allude to the use of, um, how do I say, drugs? So if you have children in the room who don't use drugs, maybe put them in a different room. Enjoy. I wanted to tell a drug story, and I just want to say I don't condone drug use unless you're smart, unless you know what you're doing, unless you are safe and that's all i'm gonna say because i don't want to get in trouble um this story took place at a fish show if you don't know fish is a jam band uh that's the best band in the world if you haven't heard them carve out like five or six hours after you listen to this to spend time on apple music or spotify light up a doobie if marijuana is legal in your state and just have the best time of your life listening to fish um, they're a band that people travel all over from all over the world to see. They put on shows that are like three hours to like 10, 15 hours, and people take drugs at the show uh, safely. And so this was a night where I was with some friends. I was in another state. I live in Los Angeles. I was in San Francisco. And I was taking drugs with some new friends and old friends. I was with one of my college friends, let's call him Daryl. And I was with Daryl's buddies uh, from Fish Tour. You know, you pick up buddies at Fish Tour. That's just what you do. And so we were taking a little bit of marijuana. We were taking some LSD. We may have been dipping some Molly. There might have been a fourth in there. I don't know. We were doing it safely and in moderation and just having the time of our lives, man. We were at Bill Graham, we were partying. Bill Graham is the venue that Fish was playing. We were dancing the night away. And all of a sudden I see my ex-girlfriend. This was an ex who was into Fish. We had dated for about three years and we were no longer together. But you know what, we were friends. We were on good terms, it was fine. But I was still very kind of deep down upset with her about something in the relationship. And she was like, hey, let's hang out. My friends will hang with your friends, whatever. And I was like, fine, you know what? The vibe is good. I don't want to bring the vibe down. Let's all hang out. And so after the show, we went to a bar together. And you know what? It was fun. We were getting along as friends. It was cool. Everything was good. Daryl was vibing with her friend though. And like, I wanted to make sure this didn't feel like a double date. I was still harboring some angry feelings. And uh, the night's coming to a close, the drugs are kind of wearing off. And you know what the ex said? She said, let's all move this back to my friend's apartment. You know what I said? No, thanks. I'm actually going to go home. And I told my friend, you know what? 
you go back there. You have fun, Daryl. It's going to be cool. I'm just going to get home. So Daryl looks at me and goes, all right, bye. And he goes with the gals. And I go back to the place we're staying and I go to sleep. Next morning I wake up, no Daryl. Daryl is nowhere to be found. My ex is calling me. She's like, where is Daryl? You will not believe what happened last night. I looked around where we were staying. Find Daryl. He is asleep, naked in the closet. Wow. So, I call her, I'm like, Daryl's alive, she's fine, what happened? She said they went back, Daryl got into bed with them. No funny business, nothing was happening, but Daryl fell asleep and peed all over them. And then Daryl managed to get back naked. So the moral of the story, don't hang out with your ex, don't do drugs. I have so many questions. First, what was the fourth drug? Next, are you sure nothing happened with Daryl and your ex, or is that just the story they told you? Also, how the hell did he get home naked? I mean, that would be a weird Uber. And finally, can I go to a fish show with you? DM me, bro. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
Next up, we've got Shannon with some fond fables about her fun fam. Take it away, Shan. It has kind of always been my life's purpose to protect my sister, to think I can control the adults and um, folks in positions of power around us uh, to make sure that we get what we want. This really began at a young age. And one little story about that was when we were probably, I don't know, six and three or seven and four, something along those lines. We had a babysitter. My parents were out on a Saturday night. This was the 90s. No one had cell phones. And we were uh, acting a fool and not listening to this babysitter. Our toys were everywhere. We wouldn't go to sleep. We wouldn't take a bath. And if I think maybe or maybe we wouldn't get out of the bath. Regardless, we were being completely, um, you know, disobedient and disruptive and not doing anything this poor 15 year old girl would um, ask us to do. So she ends up picking up the phone, calling my parents at the restaurant they were at with their friends and saying, Oh my God, I can't handle these girls. You must come home and, you know, rescue me, blah, blah, blah. She may have been our cousin too. That detail is a little uh, questionable, but anyway, our parents came home had to stuff being a 30 something now, uh, not with children, but, uh, with a dog, somebody had to, you know, call us and say, Oh my God, your dog is, is disrupting me so much that I can't take care of her. You know, you need to come home. I'd be very upset. So anyway, my parents come home the next morning, you know, we're doing whatever you do on, on a Sunday morning, eating Cheerios and watching Rugrats. And, my dad is like, you know, girls, you got to clean up. You got to clean up all these toys. The way you behaved is unacceptable. You know, you got to promise me you're not going to act like this again. We have to respect, you know, we got to respect people. And I, you know, was was like, this was not our fault. The babysitter was stupid. She's dumb, blah, blah, blah. I just kind of went off and my sister followed suit and also went off and we were crying and all these things. My dad picked up the phone off or took the phone out of the wall, whatever you, you, you did in 1993 and pretended to call an adoption agency and said, you know, I have two little girls here that have been really disruptive and, you know, acting terribly. Can somebody please come pick them up? And we just lost it. I mean, it was so traumatic looking back. And I remember my dad kind of smiling and just looking back, I'm sure he was just like, this will be hilarious. And whatever. Um, we of course then apologized profusely and said we would never do it again. And I don't know if we ever did it again. Maybe we did, but all I know is that my sister did, you know, would do whatever I said to do. And so, um, we proceeded to, you know, grow up a little bit. We were at summer camp a few years later, sleepaway camp in Marble Falls, Texas. And the first week of camp, my sister was incredibly homesick, really upset and you know, crying all the time. The counselors really didn't know what to do. And me and my nine-year-old infinite wisdom would show up in her cabin and say, you know, she just needs to go home. She doesn't need to be here. She's too young. She's too young. And I was really just fueling the fire and making her more upset. She would cry more than I would cry, all these things. So eventually, the, the end of the first week, it was a Sunday night, we had this uh, ceremony or ritual called Vespers, which you know, there were some Christian undertones looking back at this camp. Um, and as a young Jewish kid, I don't think I really knew what was going on. But we would sit there and listen to what 
was coming for the rest of the week. You know, they'd say, okay, Monday night we're doing this and Tuesday night's this. And on Wednesday night, we're doing Sports Challenge Day. And I was already not that excited about Sports Challenge Day, but, and I knew my sister, of course, really wouldn't be. And she was sitting in my lap and I leaned over to her and I said, don't worry, you'll be home by then. Because I had written a letter, you know, every day for like the past four days, um, telling my parents, you need to come pick up Lindsay. You have to come pick her up. You must come pick her up. And I would sign every letter with, you know, if you love us, you will come pick her up. Um, that was my way of thinking I could control and manipulate my, my parents and these camp directors and camp counselors into doing what I thought was best for my little sister, because of course I knew what was best. And I was the only person that knew how to take care of her. Um, she didn't end up going home. She actually ended up having a great time and winning a bunch of awards um, year after year at camp. And I shockingly wasn't winning awards, but um, that's okay. So yeah, as adults, this doesn't, this dynamic has kind of faded and I'm still very protective of her. She's protective of me, but she's now a mother of two and um, I'm kind of in awe of watching her take care of these kids in a very, you know, connected and compassionate way. And I can only hope that I'm the same and I'm not just trying to control everything, even though, you know, if history repeats itself. So anyway, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Oh, man. I wish I was your little sister, Shannon. Also, for all the parents listening out there, that adoption prank works like a charm. My mom still tries to pull it on me about once a month, and I'd say it only works about 60% of the time. Keeping things moving with another story that's an inspirational anecdote from a fable baby named Eamon. Uh, so today I wanted to tell you guys the story of um, what sealed the deal for me moving to Los Angeles. So I went to college in upstate New York, a cold and dreary place. Um, I studied television, radio, and film with the dream to um, eventually sort of make it in the entertainment industry. Uh, because I was already in New York, uh, a lot of folks sort of thought, you know, New York City is the place to go for that. Um, but, you know, I'd always had dreams of Los Angeles. So lucky for me. Uh, the school has what they call a soft landing program where they take out a bunch of students to um, meet with various folks in the entertainment industry in Los Angeles, kind of show us the ropes a little bit, um, really get us sweet on the idea of moving to L.A. And so I was chosen for that trip. So about 10 of us went out to Los Angeles. Uh, they put us right on the beach, you know, a hotel right on the beach to really get inside our heads. Um, it was really cool. We started um, going to see various different um, studios and opportunities. It was great to get like the um, behind the scenes backlot tour at Universal and then go sit down and have lunch with a big executive from this company or that company. Um, really cool. Uh, so we're all, you know, dressed up in our suits, very respectful. Uh, it's funny because nobody ever wears a suit in Los Angeles. Anyway, we must have stuck out like sore thumbs. Uh, anyway, so we're um, we're going to these various meetings, and uh, we get to a meeting. Uh, it's sort of our last one for the day, and it's at a very famous production company uh, located. Their main offices are in Century City. You know, it's a tall building, floor to ceiling windows, very very nice. Um, it was our last meeting of the day, so uh, most of the team sort of was getting riled up and 
just about everybody decided to go to the bathroom at the same time. Uh, I didn't need to go. Uh, myself and one other student were just sort of standing in the lobby, and the elevator doors opened and out walked the Fonz himself, Henry Winkler. Now, I grew up watching uh, Happy Days pretty much nonstop. Um, so this was massive, and I hadn't really you know, met a celebrity or anything at that point. So what happened next, I can only describe as verbal diarrhea, where I just could not control my mouth. And for whatever reason, when he stepped out of the elevator, I decided to say his name like I had known him my entire life. Henry Winkler. He turned, looked at me, gave me sort of a look of acknowledgement, and sort of started walking directly towards me. My heart was beating. I was sweating. Way too crazy. I cannot believe I just called out Henry Winkler like that. The, the other student that was with me was just like shaking, standing there shaking. So Henry Winkler walks up to me. And he, he reaches out his hand uh, to sort of shake my hand. And I, I obviously I take it. I, I shake his hand and I go, oh, no, 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 I'm um, we don't know each other. Uh, I'm actually just uh, a student trying to determine whether or not I'm going to move to L.A. And Henry Winkler just looks at me, smiles, takes it all in and goes, um, here's my advice. Follow your heart. And pokes me in the chest, right in the heart. And it was like Fonzie, you know, hitting the um, jukebox. Everything just started playing loud, loud music inside me. Uh, he then just sort of walked away, leaving myself and my um, fellow student just in his wake of pure wonder. And I realized that never would have happened if I hadn't called out his name like a, a, like I was his best friend. Um, but I'm really glad that I did. Uh, flash forward, I moved to Los Angeles. It was the easiest choice of my life. Henry Winkler was, you know, a massive part of that. And actually, um, I was flying somewhere else and Henry Winkler happened to be on the plane and I was able to sort of catch him for a moment and sort of retell the story to him. And uh, once again, he was extremely polite and uh, great with his time. But uh, this time around, after I told him the story and told him about the advice he gave me, he said, hmm, terrible advice, and then just walked away. And that's the story about uh, what sealed the deal for me to move to Los Angeles. So my main takeaway from that story is to always yell celebrities' names like your frat brothers who haven't seen each other in 15 years. Let me practice. Garth Brooks. Get over here, Garth, you old rascal. Bring it in and give me a squeeze. Yeah, that felt right. Man, if the Fonz poked me like that, I would never wash my heart again. Closest thing I've ever experienced to Eamon's story was when Gary Busey poked me right in the eye and said, winners do what losers don't want to do. Still trying to figure that one out. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Our next story was actually collected out in the wild. One of our producers, Jessica, met a man named Teeb Teeb in a jacuzzi in Colorado and captured this epic adventure straight from the horse's mouth. Or should I say elephant? 1986, 85 or 86, I've been living in the tropics. We ended up going into Africa, um, pulled into Mombasa. Um, and uh, my sonar friends, we were running around taking pictures. Here's these white um, um, Aryan-looking guys running around constantly just taking pictures. So my one friend would pick these certain trips. So he picked us going up onto the Serengeti Um and basic Kilimanjaro in your typical VW little microbus, painted zebra stripes, pop-ups, the safari van. All of them went out and partied. I stood watch. I stood the four to eight watch. Watched them came on, woke them all up. They all passed out when we got in at the seven of us um, in, in Sonar Division. And we started to proceed from the base of... Um, um, oh, it's funny. I didn't think about how crazy it was. Um, we started to proceed from Mombasa up the switchbacks to get onto the Serengeti, and all my friends passed out. And the beautiful man that was driving us had a, um, 
a, a hat, um, black, beautiful man from the Maasai tribe. And all he could say was anchor, anchor beer, America dollar. That's all he could say. That's all he could speak in English. And all my shipmates were passed out. And as we started going up the switchbacks, they were really narrow, about three or 400, three or 400 foot cliff drop-offs with, um, these giant, um, five and 10 ton BMWs hauling dirt. And this guy was blind passing on like a two road, no guardrails. And my heart was stopping. He kept looking at me going, Tusker beer, um, anchor beer, America, the dollar blind passing, like on the edge of it. My heart stopped about three or four times. We got up, took about an hour and a half. All my shipmates were wondering why I was white. We stopped and we got off. Um, we started on to the Tersavo National Park, part of the Maasai elephant. They take care of them. Um, and we started, um, at first, going up on a buffalo carcass, and all these kittens were out, and popped the top of it off. And there's these beautiful kitten lion cubs. You can feel the mamas just staring at us through the bushes. And it was so hard not to jump out and try to touch them, but you knew you'd get eaten. And we're taking pictures. And we go up, and um, we meet um, the, the original Tersavo um, Elephant Preserve um, up there. And um, they're taking pictures. And there's a female that came in about 27 and a half years old. She went blind. And the, um, the, um, her clan had dropped her off because they knew it was safe. And she was taking pictures with all these European tourists. And we were getting our pictures taken. And she started taking a, a, she started, they started letting me take pictures with her. And she started sniffing me. And she started grabbing me and wanting to take me into the bush. And they all started laughing. And everybody's laughing. I'm dancing, trying to swap her trunk. And she keeps sniffing my crotch and my butt and my neck. And then grabbing me and wanting me to take me in the bush. So they went and got the head chief. And the head chief of the Maasai came and he was laughing at me. He was laughing his ass off at me. And he kept telling me to the translator, that's your soulmate. She wants to mate with you. Who are you? And I was just laughing at him going, I don't know. I'm just winging it. And my friends, shipmates are all laughing, taking pictures, falling on the ground. They finally break her away. The Maasai chief is talking to the translator and laughing. And he um, keeps telling, once Stephen gets a day at a time, he had just watched that just stayed with the same time. I think it's like 111. And he just kept looking at me, pointing at the watch, pointing his finger in the sky going, when Steven gets down, that's my name, sorry. Teeb Teeb is my alias, one of them. Once he gets it down, one day at a time, the man will be unstoppable. Um, I ran into a lady here two and a half years ago that had that watch and the shine on her. And she's told me that I'd made it finally. Um, I'm honored to live this life. Um, it got wilder as we stayed there. Um, he ended up sending a young maiden. I ended up um, one of my offspring, and then she took off. And I didn't realize that I got a daughter somewhere over there until I did a bunch of therapy. And um, um, she's hidden within the Maasai tribe. Um, I love the Maasai people. I love the Swahili. I met a man. He was the smartest two on my trip there. He's a Swahili slave trader. I hung out with him. And... He was juggling seven different languages at one time, and I threw in, hey, and he said, you shut up, we talk afterwards, and I watched him, and then we processed, smartest man I ever met. He kept nine conversations that I watched and satisfied everybody. Um, I miss Africa. Um, if you ever get a chance, go to the Tersavo National Park, the Maasai tribe that take care of the elephants. Um, and that's it, thank you. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, I'm still not clear whether or not that man had sex with an elephant. I guess we'll never know. 
Hopefully one day I get to share the hot tub with Teep Teep and let him regale me with tales of the Serengeti until we are pruned from head to toe. Well, friends, we have arrived at our final tale, and no Sade, but I think I've saved the best for last. Our final fable baby has requested to remain anonymous, and after you listen to her story, I think you'll understand why. So this story takes place in Orlando, Florida. It was one of our friend's birthday, and me and another friend came to Orlando to celebrate with her, of course. And of course, you know, it's a birthday. We are ready for a birthday extravaganza. We have all this alcohol. We bought some weed. We brought all our best clothes, have all the reservations. We are super excited. And when we went to go pick up, we were like, oh, you know, this guy also had Molly. And we were like, hmm, like maybe we should just get it, see what happens, play it by ear, you know. We definitely like won't use it. We'll just like have it and like see. (laughs) Of course, things did not turn out that way. So, you know, we've been drinking all weekend, all week. We've been celebrating, etc. And we were like, you know what? Let's try to have a chill day i believe it was saturday and we didn't really want to drink so much so we were like let's go to this bar let's like take a little bit of the molly ecstasy whatever the fuck it was and you know let's just vibe groove out would like won't be too drunk but we'll be feeling something yada yada to start with this molly ecstasy meth who actually knows what we were given because it was a bright orange neon beyond synthetic looking pill it also was not a pill or you know powder or dust or crystals or any other way that you might have seen um mdma because it literally was like um it represented a pez i would say like that pez candy looked exactly like it and we were like you know what let's just take half because we don't know what this is (laughs) sounds like a great idea um so yeah we all take a half we're in this bar we're chilling we're vibing we're drinking and it literally hits us like a u-haul truck (laughs) we are rolling in the deep oh my god we were like we need to leave this bar obviously like we are just like not cut out for being here and socializing for any of this right now so we immediately leave it is the three of us it was a journey to cross the street a whole ass process we are literally rolling out of our minds and you know we're in florida it's very hot um of course and then being on this substance whatever it is we are even hotter we are so warm we are sweating we are in jeans and socks and shoes and everything feels super crazy right now and we're kind of walking home and it's probably was about a 15 minute drive so we definitely had a long walk to do but we also didn't care we needed something to do and so we're walking and you know we're kind of in the back streets um when we're in nature there's bodies of water of course we're like walking with the trees and it's like a little mulch path and again it's so hot we're not okay and we see like a swamp (laughs) we see a swamp and we're like you know what this sounds crazy but we need to go feel this water we're sweating we don't have any water with us or we're like chewing on our lip we need candy there's so many things that we need and we're like you know what this water might be able to save us right now so we 
going to this little swamp. We're like dipping our hands in it and like playing around. It is <laughs> very dirty. It is a swamp. Let me emphasize. Um, I'm aware of how disturbing this sounds, but you know, it, it had to be there. <laughs> and so whatever, we're touching this water. It feels so great. And we're like, guys, we need to go and take a dip. It's going to feel so good. I know it sounds bizarre, but like we need to go and just like quickly get wet, get like a little cold because we were sweating our hairs up. We're not doing well. So we <laughs> essentially take off most of our clothing. Um, we have clothes on still, but we were like, you know what? Let's just go in this minimal clothes that we have and kind of jump in, jump out. So we jump in, <laughs> we jump in the swamp. Yes, we jump in this swamp and it feels great. It, the bottom is actually disgusting. It is like moss and rocks and sand and God knows what. There are probably creatures in there. I think a turtle was sucking on my big toe. Not sure. <laughs> we didn't care. We just needed this water right now. We're chilling. We definitely overextended our stay and we see a man coming and he is walking towards us. He is in full fisherman gear. He has a pole. He is in the hat. He's fully, you know, fitting the archetype of a fisherman. And he comes over and he's like, girls, what are you guys doing? La la la. And we're like, oh my God, like, are we not supposed to be here? What's going on? And he's like, you know, I'm fishing here. And we're like, oh, not really putting two and two together. And he was like, you guys, you know, should get out of the swamp because there is a six foot gator in the swamp. And that's why I'm coming over to tell you guys to get the fuck out of here. Cause you, it's not normal that people are jumping into this water. Needless to say, we sprint out of there. We bolt, we rock it out. We are putting on our socks and shoes and jeans and we're all in like body suits and like little shirts trying to cover ourselves. And we go running. We thank this guy maybe four times, almost kissed him. I was so thankful. And we're like, oh my God, you know, never doing that again. <laughs> or so we thought. So we ended up kind of making our way home and you know we're home we're vibing it started to rain before we were getting in and it felt amazing and we're like we need to go back out there we're kind of in no headspace to be in an apartment so we're like go back into the nature into the wild and again it's raining it is thunderstorming lightning and it's very very bad weather out and we were like we don't care like whatever we'll just like go on a couple on a walk again you know a couple miles <laughs> sounds crazy so we go back out there we are walking no one is out obviously because it is full clapping and cracking thunder it is bizarre outside it is so extremely dangerous and we are walking without shoes on we love the way uh, it feels for our feet to be on land we are no umbrella just enjoying the rain we have a speaker and a backpack a water candy we looked insane and we're walking we're walking and then we remember oh my god we found a pool um the other day when we were sober and we were like oh my god we need to 
go back to this pool. We need to find it, and we are going to go swimming in it. It's going to be the best thing ever. It's going to feel amazing. We just need to figure out where the fuck it is. So we remember that we dropped a pin when we did go, and we are literally looking like Lewis and Clark right now. We are all three rolling off our faces, trying to zoom in to our fucking iPhones that literally look like an unknown fossil right now, and we were having such a hard time. We end up walking there. We're kind of getting close. We're kind of confused. Again, still raining, thundering, lightning, horrible, inclement weather outside. We do not care. We get to the pool, and the pool is closed <laughs> because it's literally lightning and thunderstorming. And you know, it's not obviously recommended to go into the pool when it's this weather ever. It's never safe to do this. We don't care. We jump into the pool. We are swimming, breaststrokes, literally doing dives into the pool. We are living our best life. We are in this like hotel. We literally jumped over the fence into this pool. Totally trespassing, but we don't mind. And we're swimming, la la la, having a great time. We start to see like some commotion, which I'm assuming is like hotel staff kind of coming in to tell us like literally how you get struck by lightning by doing this. This is literally something that you learn in fourth grade of what not to do when the weather is like this. Again, we were not in the correct mind state to even kind of bring those factors in. We finally jump out of the pool we had our fun we're walking back to the apartment we are you know literally in a field um like a golf course you know typical florida acres um and you know in an open field again is absolutely something not recommended to do when the weather is like this so we're cracking up we're like oh my god this is dangerous we gotta go but again it's feeling amazing we end up getting back to her apartment. We're just vibing with music. We kind of like accepted the fact that we should be indoors. And yeah, we fall asleep by some miracle. And the next day we, of course, go to breakfast. We hop in an Uber and we're talking to the guy, making, you know, some casual conversation. And he's like, oh, yeah, like that, that weather last night. And we were like, yeah, there's nothing like <laughs> as we literally thought that we were in a fucking water park yesterday. We thought it was nothing. We were like, ah, it was fine. And he was like, yeah, um, you know, it wasn't really fine. It <laughs> came up on the news that it was a category six hurricane. <laughs> Fully, it was like the worst weather Orlando has had throughout the whole season. I'm pretty sure like three palm trees were knocked over in her gated community. And we didn't even notice. We were playing in that and thought it was absolutely okay to do that. So <laughs> the moral of this story is essentially one, never to do this again. <laughs> and yeah, be safe. Don't go in a open field. I feel like you don't need to say that anymore, but... To people who are like myself and my friends recommending not to do this <laughs> ah yes to be young dumb and in florida swamp dipping with gators synchronized swimming during a hurricane I mean, what other death wish activities was on the agenda perhaps a quick round of lightning golf or even better let's cover ourselves in tinfoil and climb the nearest tree I don't know who this girl Molly is, but she sounds like a bad influence. Well, there you have it. Our very first Listener Tales episode. Didn't that feel just like a nice, warm hug for your ears? 
A huge, huge, massive, big old shout out to all of our brave storytellers, Jason, Shannon, Eamon, Teeb, and Gatorbait. If you've got a great story to share, type it up or talk it out and send it over to storytime at collab.inc and I'll include my favorites on our next Listener Tales show. And don't forget to give us an excellent rating and a heartfelt review. I read all of them every night in bed before watching two hours of TikToks. Oh yes, there it is wafting through my vents. That glorious godly scent of the hot tater tot Cassie. Listen, don't tell my mother this. But if you want to experience the heaven that is the hot tater tot Cassie, follow us on Instagram and slide into our DMs, and I will send you her secret family recipe. Until next time, Fable Babies, XOXO, Fable Daddy. Storytime is produced by iHeartRadio and Collab. Executive producers Eric Jacks, Song Kang, and Will McFadden. Hosted by Will McFadden. Produced by Jessica Eccles, Jason Shapiro, Daniela Mora, and Jenny Ulmer. Written by Jenny Ulmer. Sound design by Tony Maddox, original score by Scott Simons, cover art by John Kusagaya, animation by Bella Bouchon. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.